Greetings fans, welcome to a long-awaited edition of Shy Lounge. I am the sensational one, Shinblade, and I am so excited to be back podcasting. It's been a long time. I, um, pretty much a hiatus, uh, per se. I, I took a lengthy break, so I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to uh, discuss topics with you. I'm glad to give you my opinion and hear from you for what I have in the world of pro wrestling, you know, being sensational. So anyway, um, I'm going to get to that in a, in a, uh, should I say couple minutes, but I want to run down some topics that, uh, people wanted to hear and people wanted to, uh, have my thoughts on as a recent over the couple months, uh, the major developing topics, um, not the small things. I'll get to that like probably next episode if I do it on a consistent basis. <laughs> so anyway, a lot has changed over the past several months. You know, um, first of all, I didn't go to uh, WrestleMania uh, weekend in Los Angeles, California. Unfortunately, my uh airbnb was hit by a rare tornado out there in california um the neighborhood they you know they ended up refunding me my money and that was it i I couldn't find another place to go so i had to cancel the trip on the last minute um it was very unfortunate because i love california i've been there a couple times and um I just love the atmosphere out there, you know. I mean, I know a lot of people are going to say a lot of weed jokes to me, but no, it's just the atmosphere, the laid back of California and the West Coast. Um, you know, I can't say I can't say enough about it if if you haven't been there. So, anyway, um, other than that, um, from the last time that I put out an episode, it was very surprising now that. One major topic I could say is that the morale and tie of AEW and WWE has flipped completely. Now, you know, for for people who kind of keep their thumb on the wrestling news and the roundabouts, um, WWE has gone through a creative change ever since the summer of 2022 with SummerSlam being the jump off date. Uh, you know, Vince McMahon supposedly retiring and taking a hiatus from uh, being a man in WWE and coming back on January 6th, which is a infamous day in American history, uh, to reclaim his company and come back with a mustache on his lip. It, it's not even a mustache mustache. It's more like a caterpillar sleeping on the tip of his lip that's what it looks like it's almost like a john waters mustache anyway um 
you know, the morale of WWE and AEW has flipped completely on its head. I mean, completely uh, in opposite directions compared to what it was in in the what past a little bit. So now Triple H is taking over, doing favorable things, hiring all his guys back, <clears throat> or most of them, guys and girls back, and now AEW is just taking the scraps of what WWE has released. Now, I'm not saying that every WWE, uh, ex-WWE person in AEW is scrap, but what now happens to be is that when someone gets released, AEW just picks up sloppy seconds. But that's just my thought. Anyway, um, AEW has not been, um, creatively has been okay since the 2022 uh, all-out pay-per-view, all-out brawl-out with CM Punk and the Elite and such and such. Uh, um, it, you know, for about, I, I think like for about a year, we've been hearing nothing but, almost a year, we've been hearing nothing about uh, nothing but as top news, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk, Elite, CM Punk. It didn't Elite again. And for those who are on my Facebook, I I I'm a CM Punk fan, but I got tired of hearing about it every day, like like it's some kind of huge CNN uh, or even ESPN or MSNBC development, you know. Because with CM Punk and AEW, it was a huge plus for him. And CM Punk got the people in the shows, got the people uh, chanting his name, buying the merchandise, being one of the highest merch sellers in AEWshop.com or ShopAEW.com or ProWrestlingTees.com. Same engine, just like Fanatics with everything else. And making memorable matches and memorable promos. And... You know, as of now, since I'm jump cutting, he's gone. He's gone from AEW because he got in. He he, at least from recent actions, he got into a recent scuffle with uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry in the gorilla position at All In in 2023. Now, here's the thing about this from. The annual, the annals of time of wrestling. There's always been backstage fights, locker room fights, whatever have you. We just now knowing this, now that we got the internet and we can pass these stories on. Um, you know, like Bruiser Brody being killed in Puerto Rico. You know, which was a horrible day. Anyway, uh, fights happen in pro wrestling. In the back, you know, two people that can't get along, they get into a yelling match, they get into a little light scuffle, and then sometimes people just go all out and brawl out. Sorry for the little reference there. But the one thing about this brawl that was, that really, I mean, this uh, scuffle that really concerns me was Tony Khan. And when he came out the podcast and talked about it, you know, what he could talk about, he said, I was scared for my life. Scared for my life. Think about it. Think about that statement for a second. A little scuffle shoving match right before one of the uh, individuals match. 
and he was scared for his life. As I said before, with locker room fights and blase blase, it happens all the sports. This had to be one of the lightest fights in wrestling as far as shoot fights. I'm not I'm not dissing CM Punk. I'm not dissing Jack Perry. I'm not dismissing this whole situation as a whole that was going on between them. But when it comes to two people talking and getting into a shouting match. That's not something to be scared for your life unless there are weapons involved. If two people get in a shouting match, split them up. Hey, you got a match. Go over there. You, you already done with yours. Go back over there. It, that should have happened. And the crazy part about it is, to me, in my perception, the wrestling internet is laughing at Tony Khan. Not only for that, but the fact that AEW is not selling uh, tickets like they once were. Uh, maybe the fact that um, the game is AEW Fight Forever is not doing so well. I don't know the units. I don't know the numbers. I heard that people don't like it. Some people like it. Whatever. Sensational one is going to get one, and I'll tell you in the future. But it's a lot of things that I have been saying about Tony Khan that I, I applaud him. You know, he, you know, all that money, he want to make his own wrestling promotion. That's well, finding good. A lot of people want to do that. But the thing about Tony Khan that was detrimental that I thought was detrimental to his success of AEW was his social media moves, his Twitter moves. I think personally, and this is where Vince McMahon wins. Vince McMahon wins when he do not tweet. Anything that Vince McMahon says is behind closed doors, is in offices, is whatever. And some people come out and and say things that he said this, he said that on sheets. Okay, fine. But when someone says something right there on social media... Whether it's thoughtless or thoughtful, it's not going to cook for very long. People are going to dig for one thing to another. And when Tony talks about, I am the winner of this, I am the winner of that, okay, fine. Look, AEW's been around for four years. WWE's been around, as far as Vince McMahon, WWE's been around for 40 years. WWE on the whole has been around for 60 years. So if any company that makes 20 is still generating audiences and listeners, they can speak more than Tony Khan can. And Impact Wrestling has reached 20 years already. And I'm surprised that Impact Wrestling is not in the dirt uh, for what happened after the Hogan and Friends era. Oh, (laughs) I was going to talk about the state of wrestling, but I'm talking about it now. So anyway, but that's how I felt about WWE and AEW. Triple H said it a long time ago on NXT when AEW was beating in ratings. 
is not a sprint, it's a marathon. And his words hold true to this day. The WWE pay-per-view numbers record-breaking. Revenue ads are going up. Attention is going up. Uh, whether it be the Vince McMahon part or the Endeavor TKO part, that that uh, this is happening. So all this is going on, AEW is still not selling tickets, doing buy one, two fours, and all that, three fours, and, and everything. WWE was doing it a couple years ago, but now AEW is doing it. So the tables are turned. Now, personally, I want to see both wrestling companies win. Uh, wrestling in general should win. There are people out there on the social media, the Twitter, the the um, Instagrams, the TikToks talking about WWE should die. AEW should die. Uh, some people say Impact sucks. It should die. Nobody watches it. Um, AEW Ring of Honor should die, even though that's AEW part. And I, I'm not sadistic like them, but I'm like, we all win because we can pick our own flavor. I said this four years ago when NWA was doing their uh, power series. I mean, honestly, I'm not going to say the NWA should die, but I think the regime of going totally right wing should die in NWA. I mean, come on. Now, Billy Corgan is going to talk about doing territories. The NWA pay-per-views don't even sell, don't even sell compared to AEW. AEW can fill in three-fourths of the crowd and squish them together for a TV show. And NWA is still doing shows in little bingo halls where uh, uh, XWB Dinosaur was the champ. Now is EC3, you know, a better guy to have the title. That's a friend of mine also. But they're doing bing little small bingo halls. They don't have the allure like Evolve Wrestling, Ring of Honor, um, I'm missing one that can do the bingo halls and generate a crowd. ECW, they can't do that. I'm not saying wrestling should be totally liberal either. It should be balanced. Keep politics out of wrestling. Have the characters do what they do. Come out there, generate uh, cheers, booze, whatever. Mm. Speaking of ranting, I'm I'm sounding like uh, Tony Khan or... Uh, Mr. Orange Face President there. I'm just ranting. <laughs> anyway, so that's how I see it with eight, with WWE and AEW. Uh, I would like to continue more on certain topics about creative and um, everything like that between AEW and WWE. But I do have to uh, um, talk about the new ownership of WWE since I was talking about Vince McMahon. And I'm amazed that this merger has been made. WWE and UFC has made Endeavor, which is going to be one of the big companies ever. Sorry for rhyming. And for WWE to be McMahonless, I am shocked. Vince McMahon, they say he's going to be there. He's not doing creative. He's going to do business moves, and he got limited power from Ari Emanuel. I think that's the name. Um... I still think the man has influence on creative. I still think he can hold it down with iron fist, whether it be written power or no power. Um, Vince McMahon just had to completely go away for me to believe completely go away, go home, 
stay off the phone, shave the mustache, uh, be with whatever 30, 40 year old woman that he want to be that ain't Linda McMahon and just be off in the sunset. That's when I believe it. But this is one of the biggest uh, mergers ever. And I think this is way more public than WWE as an entity. So a lot of times I think personally with WWE and UFC crossover is going to be warranted, is going to be uh, allowed um, you know, and, and it makes me think about the crossover uh, Capcom games in the past. So we're going to see some UFC fighters that maybe we don't know about on WWE television and some WWE people on UFC television as we use, we usually see at the fights. So, um, yeah, so mustache Vince McMahon, I, I already said about, I already said that. Uh, shit's ugly. Um, I personally think this man heard what mustache rides really means and said, huh, I'm going to go with me a mustache. Mustache rides like that. Um, yeah, he, he completely transformed himself. I think he tried to age himself less 15 years because before then he was grumbly Vince man. He was neck was all skinny. Hair was all white. Uh, grumbling about uh, what was that in Survivor Series? About an egg, about a gold egg or something, prized egg, <laughs> egg. <sighs> With Austin Theory, which that was completely stupid. But yeah, um, my Vince McMahon has made a, even though it's a very tawdry journey for him, I think he's made a well success life for him. He came back on January 6th on the infamous day of Donald Trump and the insurrection on the United States Capitol and said, I'm taking my company back and took it back and also said in some edict and some measure that no move can be made without him. And that is a genius masterstroke. I said it before, but that's a masterstroke. You can't make moves without me. I don't care if you throw me out of my own company. That is a genius way. Either that he could sue and get paid off his own old company or he can take it back. So I get it. But I have said that this is also Vince McMahon from the multiverse. Like just like Man Bun, Brock Lesnar and um, a couple other individuals I can't name right now. So um, I had a couple topics here that I wanted to discuss with it. Um, I think I should go back to CM Punk and AEW, but I'm going to let that go uh, into the next episode because the firing of CM Punk was um, something that was very unpopular. It was a, it was a measure and thing to do, which I personally thought, but I think that it was a very unpopular move and a very, um, immoral move on AEW. But I'll I'll get back to that next episode. Um my man Zach Malibu from from social media, a friend of mine, uh he asked me about uh Brian Pillman Jr.'s new gimmick on NXT. Um I gotta be honest, I am I'm kind of a fan of it, but I'm not because even though they're saying that he's not trying to be his father, he is still trying to be his father. 
you know, through the loose cannon gimmick and the clothes and everything. So, I, I mean, you know, Brian Pillman Jr. is a good guy, a cool friend of mine. I wish him nothing but success in WWE uh, in t- under TKO. But I, I, I just don't see it. It's the same thing what I said about Eli Drake and L.A. Knight. I still see the same person. It's just a different name. It's just a name that WWE just wants to hold on to just in case Lexus King makes a lot of money and and makes you know he leaves WWE and does whatever. He can't make money off that name. Um, just like in a way I'm laughing at the Bella Twins because they can't use Bella in their name when they make appearances. I mean, the Garcia Twins, is that, a, is that already trademarked? I mean, you look at them and... You can easily go for Garcia. I like Garcia better than Bella. But Nikki Bella is funny to me when she comes out with her statements and stories. So uh, thanks to Jim Cornette for putting that out there. The uh, Jim Cornette experience of drive through I think I think shit's funny because <laughs> I don't know if it's Nikki Bella just saying it without awareness, but it just sounds like she says it without awareness. Anyway, um, L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight. Uh, I know him as Eli Drake. I can't really say anything about LA Knight that differs from Eli Drake, except for he doesn't have the dummy in his yeah, which I wish he did. Um, I'll hopefully impact don't trademark that. Um, I, you know, he has a match coming up with Roman Reigns at crown jewel. And um, I just don't see it. I don't see LA Knight winning, period. And, you know, and I like the guy, but it, these matches, you know, especially with Roman Reigns, it, they match him up to people that wouldn't get that pop if he wins. LA Knight would get a a, a, a roaring pop if he did win, but it wouldn't make sense if he won. Most of the time I look at people who chased after the belt. Um, I don't want to name it after this this wrestler, but... I call it the Kofi Kingston uh, push, which means to me that somebody can get a great, grandiose push from the Internet. And when they win the belt, uh, their title run is not not that good. Um, I could say, you know, Brian, uh, what was his name? Daniel Bryan in WWE, but that was injuries and such. So I don't know if that would be insulting to him. But uh, Kofi Kingston, it was like he won the belt. Uh, He had a couple good challengers, but his run wasn't that impactful. So that's why I didn't see L.A. Knight winning. But L.A. Knight should be a serious threat to the uh, WWE Championship. Or I think that's what it's called with Roman and the World Heavyweight Championship with Seth Rollins. I think the crowd would pop better if he beat uh, Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. And, And God, that belt is ugly. It looked like the world, the the big gold belt tried to give birth to something a WWE was trying to make. Anyway, um, and one more question from uh, my man, Zach Malibu. Uh, What Sting's final matches could or should be? That is a very difficult question because... You know, for those who don't know, Sting announced his retirement on AEW Dynamite. Um, I did not mind this part, but WWE, in a way, kind of got it right with Sting that should retire. Uh, 
when he had his neck issues, but I don't think it was that part that he should have retired. I think it was the part that um, Sting is not really there with the uh, wrestlers of today. I'm a Sting fan. I love him. Sting was one of my guys in wrestling when I was a kid, when I was a little pup. But the way that Sting is now is that when he's in AEW, he can do the bat thing with the, um, you know, hitting people with the bat. But now it gets to the point where AEW fans or even fans in general, I think they want Sting to be almost like Joey Janela. Like, put him on pay-per-views, put him on big matches, the brawl matches, and have him fling himself off of a ladder to a table or somewhere. And it's, it can work for him, but Sting is not as acrobatic as what he was in WCW. He can do the Sting and Splash a little bit, but when he did the Sting and Splash in WCW, he had a Michael Jordan type uh, uh, free throw line leap. He would jump from half of the ring and hit the corner now he gotta hit a little closer to that so with with sting i think this is very good to retire i think it's a lesser platform as aew but again tony is backing that brinks truck up to sting so sting's gonna get whatever uh from merch or appearances i don't think his contract with aew is over i think he's just gonna stop wrestling period uh i think it was forbidden door or an episode of Dynamite, I forget, where Sting had bumped his rib and his lip on the table. He didn't fall. He didn't fall all the way, and he kind of hit his jaw or his lip or his rib on the table, and he had to be out for a number of days or weeks or whatever. But he still was on television. Um, his opponents. I can't think nobody more than Darby Allen as far as a full circle story to AEW. Edge would be a dream match. Adam Copeland, he's now in AEW. It would be a, a dream match. Um, Christian would be a heat-seeking match for him, and he has to win. I couldn't think of anybody. I think Darby Allen would be the one with the history. I mean, Flair, they bought Flair back as some kind of the toy gift for Sting, and he's signed to a multi-year. I don't know what Flair is going to do, but damn. Yeah, I know he ain't cheap. Um, I, th- I would say Darby Allen or Edge. Edge would be a fantasy matchup. Darby Allen would be a logistical matchup. So... My man, Zach Malibu, I hope I answered your question. And, um, you know, I enjoy taking questions from you. Um, whatever insight that you have, uh, especially my man, David Houston. Uh, I think he's in North Carolina. He gives some good insight, even though if we don't see eye to eye, is always like, I respect you and I see your stance. It's nothing of you want to take it outside, F you or press the block button or anything of that nature. No, I love people like that. Um, a man, uh, Lindenbaum, I'm going to have him on the podcast. I, I've been meaning to have him for years. It's just that, um, he's a, he's a con convention guy and a hockey guy. So I have to work around his schedule to doing so, but I really owe it to him for him to be a guest co-host. 
Um, I really wanted him to be my co-host and Mika Villas couldn't do it. But um, I really wanted Mika because, you know, she's a woman and she's black. And plus, she can give a female perspective on things. And I don't really know any female podcasters that are not famous that uh, are out there, especially black. So I really enjoy her and Mika do bring in some listeners for me, um, even though she probably doesn't see it or know it or whatever. And I tell her that all the time. Anyway, um, all right, I'm going to let you know why I took an extended break. Now, here's the thing. Other than taking summer off to travel and uh, do various things, whether it be buy cannabis cartridges or go to certain wrestling shows uh, out of uh, state or extended travel, here's the reason why I almost quit. Consider I consider almost quitting podcasting really heavy. All right. So many months ago, I, you know, just like many people, really, we have a daily, you know, if you know what I mean by daily, fine. If you don't know what I mean, just inbox me and I'll tell you. So on my daily, I have uh, a Israelite that I work with. A guy that I work with who's a uh, black Hebrew Israelite. Now, anybody who knows Shinblade, the sensational one, I am a black person. I mix with Native American, but I'm I'm still black. So a lot of things with black and brown, I do support as long as they're in good standing and good intention. I do that a lot. Whether it be shopping, whether it be uh, being a subscriber on YouTube or or following people on social media. I am a big supporter of that. I'm not saying no white people, but I'm saying I'm a big supporter of black and brown businesses because it's very difficult. Anyway, I have a black Hebrew Israelite that wanted to be wanted me to be his podcast partner for um, his podcast that he was starting up. The way that we would have conversations together, it was more like it's his show, but I would be hosting it just like a lot of those wrestling podcasts that you see and hear on YouTube where the the personality is the show and the host is like some um, media, not a media personality. They're now media personalities, but the tech guys who hit all the questions like Brian Lass on Jim Cornette and James. Um, on the Dutch Mantel podcast. So anyway, let me tell you this story. So he wanted me to host his podcast, go to his place, have everything set up. So one of the things he did was he kept showing me videos of his podcast on YouTube. Now, Shinblade, me, I have a thing about people having podcasts on YouTube. If you don't have an audio stream, then you don't have a podcast. You just have a show. That's what it is. Just, let's just call it like that. If you don't have an audio stream that people can pick up and have on the go, that is not a podcast. It's a show. I'm not disrespecting anybody because some people material be good. But if you don't have a, if they don't have an audio stream, it's not a podcast. So he did some things on YouTube, you know, talked about this, that and third. But one thing that I do enjoy is authenticity. And this man had really no authenticity except for his tongue. When he showed me 
uh, the videos on YouTube, it was him in a box on a corner speaking and various images of photoshopped photoshop images of his show like white people reading it and white people wearing the clothes and black people and families are doing this that and the third and i said hold on i agree with you podcasting doing the audio stream for a show but i can't do none of this here i don't do that level of of uh phoniness like rubber stamps you know, people get on TikTok and have their little head in the corner talking while they have the whole picture. I don't like doing that. It is or being in the background with me looking like I have a halo. I hate doing that. I like to be as authentic as possible. And if I can't, then I just don't do it. So he didn't like it. He got upset with that. But I was listening to what he was saying and I was interested in what he was saying, even though you're talking about the Bible and all that. So when it got to pop culture and we had these conversations, it was like heavy black conspiracy talk. Now, those who are black know who I'm talking, know what I'm talking about. You know, the Illuminati, this, that, and the third, and that, that, that. And some of them do are true. And some of them are just like far from ever being true. So he would get up there and talk about how always, uh, Puff Daddy would say, take that, take that, take that, meaning he liked to uh, fornicate with men, you know, like to bang them, you know, bang men and Dr. Dre and all that. And and the worst part about it was I had uh, I had put on a video of Bill Maher on my device because I was trying to listen to something and he walked by. and He said, those are Edomites. You know, we don't deal with them. They evil. So he got into the whole, you know, evil Jew talk and telling me every time that Kanye West is a genius for what he's doing at Adidas and Kyrie Irving is a genius for what he's doing. I told him I told him for one instance, I said, no, you just like it because it favors to who you are. It's not because they're geniuses. They're doing it. It's because they are favoring who you are and you grown akin to it so we got into one of those conversations and you know for me for people to know me and Kanye West and Adidas story I'm with Adidas he shouldn't say anti-Semitic things Kanye should have worked this deal went away did his own brand whatever anyway so it got to the it got to the point where one day I was meditating and I thought about the friends that I have and most of them I talked to them on Instagram DMs or text message And I realized that a lot of friends I have around me are Jews. You know, I have my black and black, my black and brown friends and all that. But other people that were like some of the Caucasians, most of them were around me are Jews. And I'm like, I can't do a show with this guy, with him tearing down Jews apart from cult pop culture from you know what we're going to talk about and i said dude i can't do this i'm not a hateful person i talk about things in wrestling and pop culture on the on the strength of opinions and maybe a little bit of entertainment behind it but i don't mean to hurt people like that you know because what you put out is what you're going to get in return if i want to if i want harm to be done to a wrestler or to a female wrestler or to a personality in wrestling it can come back on me 
I want to see people win. And there are people that I want to see lose and go away, but they're still living. But that's how I am. So when I told him that I wanted to, uh, I I wanted to uh, step away and decline, we got into this this argument. We got into this, that, and the third, and he hit me with the brother. Why you? Why can't you do this? Blah 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 blah. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. I'm not doing it. I'm not made of hate. I dislike certain people, but I'm not made of hate. And I'm not going to get to the point where I want somebody to be hurt physically or medically to the point where they're not going to be here no more. If they're not going to be here no more, that's to the that's to God and whoever. That's not that's not up to me. I, and you know, it hit me because, you know, now we live in an era of misinformation and hate on the whole on the Internet. You know, either you're saying some misinformation or things don't go well in somebody's somebody's favor and they want to go shoot everybody and cause harm to everybody. And, and you know, it's because they're black or they're Jewish or whatever. And it sucks. But I hate to bring it down, but I wanted to let you know what happened. I'm moving forward. I'm trying to do more things. Um, social media can be draining compared to what pe- we do on a day-by-day basis. So I'm not up there as often, but I'm trying to do something. And also, the reason why I didn't want to do it anymore, because the man kept talking about money. Like. It was money this, money that, even when he was talking this Jew hate, was money this, money that. You got to hang with people with money. You got to be with people with money so you can get some money. Damn, bro, you make me sound like a leech. I mean, I'm not hanging with people to get money. I would hang with people to see how can I be successful as them. Maybe the money can come too. But I'm not digging in nobody's pockets. That was like the second thing that I hated. I don't dig in people's pockets like that. If somebody has something that I want to know, I want to enhance my journey or whatever, just like Chris Van Vliet, I ask him, hey, man, what's that over there? I see you using that. Oh, this is such and such and such. I'm going to look into that because maybe it'll help me out. I'm not looking at Chris like, yo, man, I'm trying to get some money. Like, what's up? No. The reason why I became a podcaster because I like wrestling and I want to learn going down the road. And I want to tell some uh, some of you some of the lessons I learned. I didn't do this for money. I would like to get some money. But that's not my main concern. If I was going to do this to get some money, I should have quit in 2016. When I started. This is a hobby for me. This is a service I want to give to you. This is a service I want to give to uh, wrestling fans out there that don't know Shinblade, the sensational one, and want to know. Maybe they like my vibes and everything like that. Just like my man uh, LP in Ireland. We hooked up. And, and you know, we talked um, every now and then. I, I got lost in my own schedule because of the time difference between Ireland and the East Coast uh United States. So like I'm I got to shout out to him. I got to catch up on my mess- messages. I just been away. I've been to the point where I don't almost don't care about anything in life <laughs> per se. But 
No. Um, I, I'm glad to be doing this. It's like riding a bike. It's like if I keep doing it, I'll keep doing it. And if I stop, it's like I don't know what to do until I train myself again. So anyway, that was me. Hopefully I was didn't hold you too long. I got to come back with some music in the next episode, but I need some uh, approval to do so. So anyway, thank you. I apologize for being so long away to put this out. My schedule is crazy right now. For that, I am the sensational one, Shinblade. I love you all. Thank you for being patient. Thank you for uh, your opinions on topics. I got to do more of that on my Facebook. Check me out. Sensational one on Twitter, Instagram, official Shinblade on Facebook, TikTok is sensational one. Uh, I'll give you all that later. If not, D, uh, DM, me, DM me or inbox me and I'll give you all that information. But let me get back on schedule. As again, I'm the sensational one, Shinblade, and I'm out.